What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your host, Megan Silto and Suzanne Stauffer. How is your hump day? <laughs> happy, happy Woo-hoo! hump day to you. Happy, happy hump day happy to hump us. Day. <laughs> I hope that everybody got this hump before they came to listen on the show. Mm, and a humpty hump. Yeah, baby. And a humpty hump, hump, hump. We wish for you humpy. <laughs> A little extra hump, lump in your hump day. Here we are at Love Life and All Things Weird. That didn't really work as kind of how I thought it no. in my head. Lump is not <laughs> at all. Our producer says, may the hump be with you. I think that's fantastic. I love that. May the hump, may the hump be with you. <laughs> It's kind of like oh, so I'm excited. I'm excited about this show today because um, we are both, both Megan and I are what I would say trailblazers in various ways in the world. And um, this was your idea for this show. Um, but I think a lot of people can relate, you know, that they have this idea that it's just going to be really good, but they don't, um, they don't. Like, they talk about it, and people just are looking at them like, God, you're kind of weird. Like, there's nothing like that, you know, here. Like, what are you even talking about? And so there's this place where we shut down our ideas and um, feel completely, like, ostracized sometimes or, like, that we just really are weird. We're just too weird, and we can't actually bring those ideas into the world. And so I'm super excited about our show because we're really wanting to get you empowered to bring the world your weird, your weird-ass ideas, and to get through the challenges and sometimes the resistance both in you and both in, you know, and in the world around new, around change, around um up-leveling into a whole new place. So, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think that I this information, I would have loved to have had this information like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, because pretty much my whole yeah. career, I keep finding things that aren't a thing yet, or I bring something in that's not a thing yet, and so when I bring it in, it's just like weird as hell to people. Like I remember back when I started doing rapid eye therapy back like, let's see, 22 years ago. 
like is when I got trained in rapid eye therapy and that was just as weird as they come back then. It's so funny, like, you know, compared to access, rapid eye is like normal now, you know, <laughs> um, it, you know, it's been approved by the medical community and, you know, all this stuff. But at the time, like, I remember my dad, who's like a PhD, right? And like, okay, so you're going to be waving a wand for a living? Like, <laughs> it didn't really seem like a viable career at that time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, <laughs> and over and over and over again, um, and I'm going to specifically talk about my genius work at some point in the show today, but over and over and over again, I was like, I felt myself like the only one, right? Or maybe one other person or a few people that kind of got it. And, um, and there I was like, and I just thought there was something like maybe I was too weird or maybe like I didn't know what I was talking about or maybe it wasn't a good idea or like all of those kind of questions that we have when you're a futurist, when you are, you know, that's my way also of saying trailblazer is like when you start tapping energies that are coming but they're not here yet and you're one of the ones to start bringing it into fruition they can feel like like you're kind of out of your mind mm-hmm. yeah and I I mean I definitely had that experience too I remember you know I some of you know I was a personal trainer for 10 years and a health coach and um, I and I, I remember at some point in that process I would like wake up in the middle of the night like 3 a.m with just all this information, like kind of channeling information around the body and around actually what was required with exercise and what our bodies really needed. And that it wasn't about food, calories in, calories out, that it was about aligning your body to the food that it was desiring and, you know, the exercise that it wanted and listening to your body and loving your body and getting out of judgment around your body and all this stuff. And this was, you know, like 10 years ago. Um, and I just, I would like look in books. Like I actually went to the store and online and bought a ton of books to read through them to see what people were saying about this information that was, that I felt like I was channeling around the body. Um, and it, it, I channeled a whole program that I called body lit. Um, and it was, it was, I remember trying to market it. And people did not understand what I was trying to do. They could not hear me. They didn't. They 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 didn't even almost know they had a body or that their body could talk to them. You know. And so it was like <laughs> I remember just feeling like I was going up against a brick wall all the time because they just look at me blankly. Like, what do you mean feeling blissful in your body? What do you mean by that? Like, just tell me how to lose thirty pounds. So it was just, it was very frustrating for me at that time. There was nobody talking about it that I could find. There's all this information coming through me, all this stuff that I was inspired to teach, but not really knowing how to actually bridge the gap, like give the people the, the framework or the information so that they could understand what I was trying to bring them. You know, and I would say that there's been a number of times where we've, it, even in our co-creation you and I, where we're so on the edge, we're talking about such new stuff that people don't really, they're not tracking it. And so it doesn't create waves, you know, initially, instead of like what a lot of people do is like ride the wave. So I'm curious, Mm -hmm. you know, what you would say for people out there that feel that way, that feel like, oh, I'm, 
you know, on the edge, I'm like creating this wave. I'm ahead of the curve. Like nobody's going to get me. What would you say to people that are having that experience? Well, I would say that the first thing I would do is like, I actually like to do a clearing. That's kind of when I was talking about all the things that I've thought about myself, right? In like kind of bringing this thing that looked exciting to me or it would, I felt like it would bring change or it would like really help people, but then nobody's getting it. It's kind of like with you, like talking about, what do you mean bliss in my body? Just tell me how to lose 20 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you. it makes like, I think there are like people in the world that are like, no, damn it, this is my, it, like Steve Jobs, Richard Branson, I think, are like, they kind of like didn't have the, the they they had the kind of personality where they kind of could just push that through and, and not worry about what anybody said, right? They're like, and I would say that if you're creating, if you're more of an energetic or sensitive and you're creating something new, it's a little bit more dicey because uh, those of us who are sensitive sensitive can feel the judgments before we even talk about what we're going to talk about and so it's like one of those things i think where like for me like my own doubt and my own ability to tap what other people were already going to be judging in me or in that thing um it was so like it by the time like i really had to be like totally excited about whatever it was or like just have such a charge about it to kind of get past all of those points. And so everywhere that you've made it up that your ideas aren't good, everywhere you've decided that like you must be crazy and the world's not ready for you and um and that it just yeah, it's just not viable like your ideas aren't good because actually you're tapping something in the future. Can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Yeah. So, and, you know, you and I were talking but, earlier I mean, about just, the... Go ahead. Well, I was, I was going to say, we just go into, and because it's such a, like, vulnerable thing, it's like we immediately go into judgment or wrongness of ourselves. Like, we're crazy, or maybe people don't want this, or maybe the world is ready for this, or maybe I'm just like ridiculous in what I think can be possible, you know, and so there's so, so much judgment and so much wrongness that we go into um, in this process initially when there's this kind of resistance, you know, or this like people not getting it or whatever. Um, And so, yeah, there's a certain number of people in the world like, like a Richard Branson who are so brash and so, like intense that they can kind of break through that stuff and just go, 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 right, and just keep moving and keep going. Uh, but I've often wondered, like, you know, for those of us who are the kind of the sensitive, the the empath, you know, we feel that intensity so much that it's sometimes really hard to actually, you know, keep going. Um, we don't have the brashness or the confidence or the arrogance or the – you know what I mean? Or like whatever in order in order to kind of just keep going sometimes. And so to me, that's where, you know, we can get into some of the tools that we're sharing today about, you know, how do you birth that baby? How would you bring that idea into the world 
um, you know, how do you work through that resistance um, and that judgment and wrongness that you can go into so easily? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think w- one thing is also like that I, I see a lot with clients, especially people who have like some some of, some people have done just enough inner work and metaphysical work to be very dangerous because, you know, the um you know, the in access they talk a lot about if it's light, it's it's true and if it's heavy there's a lie attached and like in in Hendrix they used to talk about it as ease, right? Like with with joy and ease. And so a lot of people tended to misidentify that as it was always easy. And I think a lot of people identify misidentify light as it should always be easy, that there'll never be a challenge, that they're, you know what I mean? That's like saying, like, oh, cool, like, I'm so excited. You make this announcement, you're having a baby, and you don't expect there to be any pain. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, like, you know, giving birth to a child is a great metaphor for, like, giving birth to anything. Like, there are times where you're glowy and happy and, oh, my gosh, and look at the new baby crib we got and blah, 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 blah. And then you're, like, you know, screaming obscenities at the doctor and whoever will listen (laughs) at the second contraction, you know. And it's, like, I feel like so many people, this is the thing that I've seen so much with my students, with clients is like they get to a pain point and then they think oh this must not be right because there's pain Mm -hmm. right and like and one of the things I would say like and and maybe you can speak to this but one of the things that I think is really awesome about you is your ability to keep going through those points like for me I get like oh no maybe I shouldn't do this like when people are judging it or they think it's stupid or whatever right and I go, oh no, and like I'll put I'll bury my head in the sand for a while. But you just kind of keep pushing right on through those places. And I remember you saying, it's like, oh, I thought everybody did this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. from the time I met you, I was like, um, no, <laughs> not everybody <laughs> does this, you know. And that's something I've always admired about you is your willingness to keep taking action even though you're scared, even though you're in it, even though it's like it's not getting a great response. Like, you keep taking action. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. Well, what I would say is that there is um, there's a bigness, there's a energy of it coming through me. Like, I so believe in it. I'm so passionately committed to it. Um, I'm so, like, willing to be the the mother to birth this thing. Like, it just, it it almost kind of consumes me in a way. These things that are just, I know I'm supposed to bring them forward. And so there's this place where it's like, it's a whatever it takes. So whatever it takes, energy and commitment. So when I get scared or when I feel like, you know, there's, it's not, I'm not getting the response, I check in to that energy, to that commitment, to that passion to that intensity of of that dream that I have of that thing that's coming through me of this purpose that I'm about you know and I feel into that and I say you know and that drives me that drives me to put out the next newsletter that drives me to have the next enrollment conversation that drives me to do the class when there's only three people the first time you know, like that continues to drive me because I so believe 
in what I'm doing, I've been, it's almost like I feel commissioned by spirit, by the universe, that it's coming, it's here. It's so, you know, for me, it's kind of like, you know, like I'm eight months pregnant and the baby is effing coming. So I can get ready and just do it and go through the labor um, and, you know, get my support system in place because the baby's coming. So it's almost like I get to this place where it's like not an option to quit. It's there's not a choice to quit. And so even though I want to feel like I quit, I want to, I feel scared. I feel like lots of fears coming up around, you know, what is this going to mean? You know, am I going to, am I, am I going to, am I going to lose my family and friends? Am I going to be ostracized? Like it comes down to that sometimes. Um, And and then I get to this place of like, well, if that's what happens, that's what happens because this is coming through me. I am birthing this baby. So I go back to that drive, to that intensity, to that tenacity, to that energy. Does that make sense? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I was thinking about like, you know, I mean, like I'm from this huge family, right? And so I've seen a lot of pregnant people in my life. I have not personally been pregnant, but like I have over 200 nieces and nephews. So I've seen a lot of pregnancies, right? And it seems that there's always this place where they go, oh my God, like put that baby back in. Like, this was not a good idea. What am I thinking? Like, I can't be a parent. Like, I'm just a kid. Like, what the crap? What am I doing? Like, there's always a place where I think we question the thing we're creating, you know, and it's like, um, I remember I did a, I did a, um, uh, a seminar with Gay Hendricks several years ago about like bringing a book out into the world like that was, and he talked about the process of creation quite a bit in that. And I remember him saying that there was always, he's had like probably 10 best-selling books, um, maybe more. And I would have thought that somebody at that level would not have that anymore, would not have those doubt places, would not have the I'm crazies going on, right? And um, he said that there was a place in the book that every single time he was like, what am I doing? Nobody's going to read this, you know, either because it's a crazy idea and nobody's talking about it or because well, gosh, you know, there's five other authors talking about this right now. What do I have to say? And um, what I really loved about what he, how how he talked about that is he talked about it. He said that every, every creator will come across uh, the worthy adversary at some point in the creative process. He called that the worthy adversary, meaning that there is this energy that came in that said, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? And that that energy is actually in of itself part of the creative process and it helps us to refine and hone our creations if you understand what that is. But a lot of us, and I've done it a bazillion times where that worthy adversary comes in and I'm like, oh, you're right. It probably is a bad idea. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna stop writing this book now. Okay, you know, and um, so like... But that it's actually, I misidentified and misapplied that. I thought that meant if I had doubt that I shouldn't do it. 
And actually, he said he calls it the worthy adversary because it it is a worthy adversary. It will it will it will stop you if you're not willing to be bigger than that. And in order to bring it into the world, you have to be bigger than that. Like a mom who's having a baby at some point has got to decide that she's going to be bigger than the pain of the contractions and that she's going to birth that bugger. You know, like it's, it's like what you're talking about, that that place inside of you where you feel commissioned by the universe to bring this in. And it's like, I'm having this baby, but the contractions or the doubt or that thing that comes in against us is actually there to have a step up. It's actually not there to stop us. And everywhere you've misidentified and misapplied that and actually stopped yourself and judge yourself for stopping yourself. And now you've now in, in, in addition to having bad ideas, you're now a procrastinator. Can we please uncreate and destroy that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Yeah. So Ooh. we're going to talk way more about this when we get back to break. You're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We're talking about being a trailblazer, being on the edge and bringing those creations into the world and birthing that baby. (laughs) I don't know, Charlotte. I don't know nothing about birthing no babies. I just don't. <laughs> Except you do. <laughs> Except you do. <laughs> so we, do we have a Do we have a caller? We do. 
Let's bring them on. Let's bring the caller on. <laughs> Hi, girls. It's Dulcie, and I have a question. Well, Dulcie, <laughs> what? hi, how are you? Hi, oh, I am great, and it's so funny that I'm listening to you today because I have been looking at why. what is it about contractions? What is it about the angst of it that I seem so attached to and so loving in 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 creation? And I've been scratching my head, and here you two are talking about this on the radio, and and I do know something about birthing those babies. I birthed four of them. And Pitocin, Pitocin is a real bitch, but there's something so vibrant and enlivening about, about contractions and about getting ready to push that baby out. I mean, I don't know. I think other than maybe sex and surfing and climbing mountains and riding horses that are out of control, I'm, I really love that stuff. So, uh, but the hurt of it, the ow of it is what I'd like to be less attached to. I'd like to be in the process of it with ease and elegance and fun instead of that, that pain of it. How, how do I become detached from the pain? Give me, give me some, give me some skin, girls. Give me some skin. <laughs> That is an awesome you. question. I love that. I love that question so much because there are a lot of people that actually go through childbirth in different ways. Like for some people, it's super, super painful. For other people, like they actually can change the dynamics so that they, you know, whether it's through hypnosis or whatever, that they can actually, the, the process was actually more pleasant for them. And I, feel like that's I think that so many of us and I appreciate this question so much are so attached to the struggle and that if I'm creative then I have to be in the struggle of life I have to be in the struggle of paying my bills I have to be in the struggle of bringing my art to the world right and that's really not what we're talking we're saying it can challenges are part of the creative process but the idea that it has to be hard right is like it's really an old point of view an old story on this planet and so there's all of the points of view that we have bought that creation has to be hard that has to be painful that like it that the 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 glory is in the pain can we uncreate and destroy that yes oh yes yes right wrong good bad pot and pock all nine boys shorts and beyond yeah, so um <sighs> so something that I um I've been playing with quite a bit and there's a new uh process that I am developing for Live Your Magic called Into the Heart of the Dragon. And it really is a, oh. a it's a purification process. And it's really um uh it's really it's it's all about like coming to that place essentially where we're in such allowance of everything. It's not an, it's not a, an innocence place where I don't, I haven't seen stuff yet. The pure place is like, I know, um, I know like the stuff, I know the, 
the parts of myself and I and I'm actually stepping into loving and full allowance and acceptance of all of it and that when we go to the heart of creation where we go to the source of creation all there actually is is possibility all there actually is is creation points and it's like oh that 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 and it's not there I, I'm i not exactly sure when we decided that creation had to be painful, but it the source of creation, when you go into the heart of where creation comes from, it's really just this pure energy and these pure possibilities that exist. So, you know, anything and everything that doesn't allow us to create uh, from the possibility and of a future that is greater. Can we uncreate and destroy that? Oh, yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Suzanne, would you, what, what would you say about that, about the, the pain piece? Well, it's kind of it's interesting, right, because I think there's a difference between pressure and pain. And... Um, and I mean, it, well, you talked about an epidural, right? And that's oftentimes when we're giving birth, we have, or you talked about pitocin. And pitocin is actually like the the medicine that gets the labor going, right? When you're overdue or whatever. And it can be yeah. super intense because your body's not actually quite ready. So I think there's some interesting analogies that you could do with that, right? Like if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling the intensity, if it just feels so, so um, painful is it are you rushing the process you know are you is it is now the time you know is it really ready are you really ready to be birthed like I I was induced three out of three babies and if I could do it over again I would totally um, be natural I would I would have totally done it naturally versus that way right because there was an organic um, timing that I didn't that I didn't follow necessarily. I outsourced that to the hospital. So how many of us are outsourcing the timing of our creation um, because that's what we should, you know, it should come out now or we should be, you know, we said that we were going to launch it on this date, but then it's not working, but we told everybody that we would. So everything that that is, everywhere that you're not actually tuned into the divine timing of your creations, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, online, short, fluids, and beyond. And then I think the second point was the epidural, right, where it's like some people choose to have the epidural, which is like it, it blocks the pain, so it's like pressure. So there's pressure, um, but not pain. And so it's doable to give birth to the baby. Now, a lot of people have points of view about, you know, epidurals and whether you should go natural or not. Every mother has to choose that, right? But I think it's an interesting, again, an interesting analogy for what we're talking about because where have we made it so painful when we could have just leaned into the pressure of it? You know, where have we chosen pain versus pressure? It's kind of like last week in our show, I think, when we were talking about, you know, that pain is part of human life but suffering is optional so that's a, another way to say this it's like where are you making this um suffering where are you creating so 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 much intensity and resistance just so in a way almost like you're a victim to your own creations so everything that is can we uncreate and destroy it 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, cold, and shirt, boys, and beyond. And so, wow, for that's me, a- that's what I love. Of, I, that's what I love about you, Megan, because you talk about following the energy, following the whispers, you know, and that you're in charge, that you're actually in creation, that you're not a victim to any of this. That you are actually, as you follow the whispers, that it can. Um, it, there might be some intense moments, like when I followed the whispers in the past. Like it was sometimes it wasn't comfortable, but it was still a whisper that I was following, right? And it still opened me up into new creation and new possibilities when I followed that whisper. Mm-hmm. I think your insight about pressure versus pain is brilliant, right? And it's like there's certain things. It's like I I feel like. You know, getting a massage is a great way to, like, a great metaphor, right? Because there's certain, there's a certain pressure that feels so good, and then it goes to another place when they stick your elbow in your psoas, where you want to like jump off the table, you know? And there's like this point where the pressure goes to pain, and I wonder what it would take for us to really be in the pressure that can be creation, and to um, to allow that with, without having to go all the way into pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Dulcie, does that give you some awareness? Does this conversation yes. help your question? Yes, it has, especially the the metaphor um, the metaphor of using the elbow to go into the psoas. And that that means I'm a body worker, so I mean this just <laughs> this mm-hmm. I'm just all over this. Um, and uh, you know that that being in that place of allowing and sinking into and sensitive, being sensitive to the energy, um, that really opens you know that opens the window for me to uh, to feel into this and. Um, mm-hmm. It uh whoa. Um I'm I'm one of the things that I'm getting is how that uh that visceral body sense of aliveness that I I exper I experience during um labor and birth and when I'm I'm riding a horse fast or climbing a mountain on that edge of of not not, not quite not quite knowing what's around the bend, not quite having the control. There's uh, control. There's there's no control except for mm-hmm. um, for the the overlays that my mind puts on things. And I think that think there I go thinking um, as I'm as I'm feeling into this um, those moments. I was not in my mind. I was in the sensation. I was in the moment. I was, and and there's something about what is it about being in the moment, full bodied that is so blissful and so creative and so. I guess that's you were talking about. Um, oh gosh, uh, this process of the going into the dragon and being at that point of creativity it's um i feel like i'm dancing around it but there's this delicious pull that it has that i i want to explore more 
So uh, talk on, ladies. I am. You have me entranced and intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dulcie. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming on. And the, your question is really like this information. I think that's coming through your question is really juicy because I really like as I'm thinking about it like you know like that distinction right is like going back to the massage it's like that's the right pressure can have an element of sort of pain release to it but it feels so good it's the hurt so good right and it's like Mm -hmm. wow like that like what part of the pressure of creation is allowing us to release and to um, move the creation into being, but then we do something, we make up a story, or we go into the future about how it's not going to work out, or nobody's going to show up, or whatever, instead of being in that fully embodied present moment, and going, okay, like, what can I be present with now? What can I take action around now? What can I be right now to, like, bring this into being? And um, I love that. Thank you so much. It was great having you on today. Thank you. Oh, thanks. I'm. I, this has been delicious, and I, I was just reminded of living life in ten second intervals. If I'm doing that, then I'm not worried about what's next or what's behind me. And thanks for reminding me of that. And have mm-hmm. a splendid and have a splendid show, ladies. I'm just. I'm eating this up with a spoon. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Bye for now. Thank you, dear. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That really no, is... Really... Yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just... I mean, I'm really loving this conversation. It's kind of going into a new place that we didn't even talk about before the show. You know, but I'm like, I'm, I'm wanting people to kind of tune in to the energy of, of what we're talking about, you know, like this, this difference between this, between pressure and pain, this, this, um, like, it's kind of what I was speaking to earlier of what motivates me. There's this intensity of like purpose in my body of like, no, this is coming through me. You know what I mean? And that can feel like, it can feel intense, but it's also exciting. It's also like the lift off. It's also, you know, the 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 energy of of uh, almost kind of breaking through um, in, into this new expansive space. Um, and so, I'm just loving the energy of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like it, what I feel like it, you know, the as we're, you know, going deeper into the conversation as more insights are coming that I realize that there's been so much in my own process of creation, so much misidentification and misapplication of energies that arose that I decided were a sign that I shouldn't do it. That I decided were a sign that like I should head for the hills and like, you know, pulls up the books and, you know, um, it, and I have these moments really, uh, I mean, in the last seven and a half years, you've probably seen it at least, you know, four or five times where I'm like, screw consciousness. 
I don't want to be a coach. I'm going to go drink margaritas on the beach in Mexico. Like, I'm going to drive a taxi. No, no, no. Like, or like the funniest, the funniest one of all is like, I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to go just get a job. <laughs> yeah. In corporate America. It's so crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Can you yeah. see me Difficult. working for someone else? Never. Oh my gosh, that would Never be hysterical. Never in a million years. Yeah. I think I have yeah. to work so, for myself because I feel like I'd be fired anything any if I worked for anybody else ever. Totally. For sure. 100%. But there's this <laughs> there's this place where that idea of a structure and just going in and like punching a clock and doing my thing and coming home and not having to deal with all of the angst around like creating your own thing all the time every day right and it's it's only on you really you know and it's like there's something that feels so like uh like nap time and cookies and milk about going and getting the job (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> rather than being a creator, rather than being what I call a creatorpreneur or an entrepreneur, you know. And um, so it's it, it, it's like it like I wonder what would happen if I could see those energies, those pressure points as like for me, like a massage, because I love that place in massage. I love it more than anything else where that they just the right pressure and your body releases that pain. You know, it's so cool. It's like, I wonder how I could apply that to creation. So everywhere and anywhere that we've misidentified and misapplied um, challenges or pain points or pressure points in the creative process as we shouldn't do it, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And anywhere and everywhere we've misidentified and what those are, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. We have a delay. This is kind of. <laughs> yeah. So, what were you going to say? I was saying we got one break. We're like two minutes over due on break because you're on a roll. So, we're going to. I'm sorry. Go for we got... our last break. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. We'll be back with more clearings and more yumminess around this topic. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansalito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. 
Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's check. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Hmm. Welcome, Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> this delay is pretty epic. <laughs> what is right about this? <laughs> so, um, I'm loving this. I'm loving the chat room discussion. Um, there, Deanne in the chat room is talking about wanting to run away from um, being an entrepreneur, like wanting to give up being an entrepreneur and feeling like miserable when she caves in and gets a day job, right? And um, and I think that's super, super relevant for this conversation. It's kind of like you've been an entrepreneur for how many years? And there are still moments where you're like, I need to get me a job. And, you know, like, and so the question that I posed was, so everywhere your default is a J-O-B, a job, instead of claiming the entrepreneur that you truly be. Can we uncreate and destroy that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, yes. online, short, boys and beyond. And everywhere that you've been really indoctrinated to believe that um, punching a time clock is the only stable way to create your future, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, online, shirts, boys, Indians. Um, and everywhere that you have mm, used that programming as a way to not keep, or to not bring your ideas out in the world. Um, there, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of powers that be that don't want us to be independent, um, entrepreneurial, um, free-spirited, have freedom, be, have money, you know what I mean? Like if, if there can be uh, control over the masses, then labor is cheap. So, you know, everywhere that you, in any lifetime, that that was the program that was running um, and that you were the slave versus um, versus the being free. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, online, poison, You know, I think that, you know, what that brings up for me is that um, there are a, a lot of the people with power and resources and money have a lot to be gained by putting a program in place called you need the security of a job. You need the security yeah. of, you know, um, an hourly wage. Right, and it's like here we'll give you that security, and in the, the and because they have so much to profit by that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it totally. really behooves people. It 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 really helps line their pockets that so many people are willing to work for ten or fifteen dollars an hour to support this sort of bigger machine, right? And so, mm -hmm. and and the truth is, is that that programming starts in school. 
with in your desk, mm-hmm. sit still. Like they're creating people who will follow directions, who will basically sit in small spaces <laughs> for long periods of time and, and actually not get too much out of it in, in, in any way, shape or form, let alone financial resources. And so there's a lot of programming out there in our family systems, in the culture, in companies that say, you need us. Right, and that's real security. So everywhere you bought the lie that punching someone else, lining someone else's uh, pockets is actually job security, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wrong. Good. Bad. Pod. Poc. All nine. Boys. Shorts. And man. Because the truth is, is that you know, for instance, it's like when I think about like if you put your money on the stock market, right? Do you have any control over what the stock market does? Mm-mm. Nope. No, but if you are actually, if you invest in your own business, do you have a say in how that goes? Could you, if you have a slow month, could you actually take uh, more action and generate more for yourself in that month? If you invested in yourself and your own business, do you actually have? So the truth is we have way more control as entrepreneurs than we do working for somebody else. And I think the crash of 2008, 2009 really showed us that because everybody thought the job was the security. And all of these jobs that were supposed to be secure, the 401ks are like guaranteed all in a way. Like so many people lost that security. Because they, in that moment, had no say over what happened because the corporate body was the one making the decisions, not them. And when you're an entrepreneur, you have the tools and the resources to change, to choose to do something different. Like our um, our real estate client thrived during 2008, 2009, where so many realtors were going out of business. Why? Because he found the the places and spaces where other people weren't looking and he began to address that market. Why? Because he had choice, because he was working for himself. He wasn't beholden to another body that was making his decisions for him. And so, like, I kind of went on a soapbox about that, but I really feel like that's a really big thing and why people don't bring their ideas into the world is they just don't feel like they, they've been programmed to think that working for somebody else is what create security mm-hmm. yes and I I mean we talked about this before the show but like I really want to talk about this before we end today um, you know D- Derek Seavers um, has this uh, TED talk um, about leadership but you know like when you're a trailblazer you are a leader you're leading out when you're an entrepreneur you're a leader and um, there's this it's, it's called Leadership Lessons from Dancing Guy. Um, and it's like such an amazing um, video in talking about this topic of being the trailblazer, being the leader, being the entrepreneur that is the weirdo, you know, and and that may be seen as the weirdo, um, but then what happens when that that dancing guy just keeps going, you know, and then he gets his first follower and then there's a whole, you know, um, crazy amount of people that join, right? Um, this, this crazy dancing guy. And it's just such an illustration and, um, such a fun way to talk about this. And we're going to, um, I put the link 
in the um, in the chat room, but I'll also put it in Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Um, it, I've watched this video so many times because I just love it because Megan is the crazy dancing guy. Sometimes I'm the crazy dancing guy, and I think it's really interesting that sometimes we're the first follower for each other, uh, you know, of mm-hmm. crazy ideas, right? Like, we kind of take turns as the first follower. Like, I share with Megan my crazy ideas, and then she's, like, all on board with it. And she shares her crazy ideas, and I'm on all board with it. And then we go out in the world with that, you know, and that's what's an awesome thing about our relationship and our creations with each other is that we're the weird dancing guy and the first follower for each other sometimes. Um, but check out this video because it's just so, um, so fun um, to, to be able to, to see, you know, to see yourself as the trailblazer, as the leader, as the crazy dancing guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, uh, it's really interesting because I, I hadn't really made this connection to we were talking before the show, but like years ago, like 10, I would say 12 years ago, I wrote, I wrote a book on genius and I, I was the genius coach and everybody thought genius back then was Einstein and they weren't that and it was kind of this weird thing and like, uh, I believe it was two and a, two years ago, I went and spoke for the top 4% of leaders and coaches in the world in, um, uh, in California, I can't remember the name of the city right now. And it was so funny because 10 years later, everybody was just starting to talk about genius. It was the latest buzz. It's like, have you heard about the genius work? And I'm like, um, yeah, I kind of invented it. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, but when, but when I was doing it, it wasn't, people weren't responding like they are now. Like it is the thing now. Right. And it was like so weird. And then I was like, why don't I stay on that wave, damn it? You know, I could be rich, but I'm always on to the next thing. And I just realized before the show that my my event, Live Your Magic, is that. It's another thing. Like, who's going around the world saying there's a consciousness called magic? Cap it. And it's weird as hell, but I'm doing it again. I must really like it. <laughs> yes. And so check out MeganSillado.com and check out Live Your Magic coming to Bellingham next weekend right Mhm. yeah baby right. we're partying in Bethlehem come play love you thank you for listening to love life and all things weird we will be back next Wednesday at noon eastern standard time 10am mountain standard time Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.